<laughs> so we move on to the uh, next section of Avedizar. First parak dealt with Lifnei Dayan, more or less, several diversions. The, um, the first part of the second parak dealt with, with various um, relationships that one may or may not have with a guy. Uh, a medical relationship, for instance, and um, a midwife relationship, and that was the subject of the first half, and of course, buying an animal, having yichud with an animal, yichud with a woman, yichud with a guy. The, those were all the topics of, um, of, of the first half of the second paragraph. We now move on to, to the second half of the second paragraph, which gets into a whole other issue, Geisha products. And this will eventually turn into Chalavakum, Bishalakum, etc., Pasakum, Shemenakum, Stam Yenam, Yainesach. This is where it's at. So, starts the Mishnah, Chavtesam and Beis, Elu Dvarim Shal Evdeke Chavim, Asurin, Isuran Israhana. The following items purchased from Manevike Chavim are A Usr B Usr Bahana. Number one, Hayayin. Number one is wine. So now now let us we're gonna we're gonna talk about this more. We'll talk about this as soon as we start the Gemara. Talk about this extensively. Let us point out. There's a difference between Yayin Nesech and Stam Yainam. Yayin Nesech, like every other product, Yayin Nesech means it was poured in front of Avedizar. So something poured in front of Avedizar is Takrevis Avedizar, and it's as usher as your wife's Shaito. I mean, it's as usher as anything you pour in front of Avedizar. It's an Isra Takrevis Avediz Kechav. None to talk about. That's not what we're here to discuss. We're not talking about something that someone actually poured in front of Avedizar. We're talking about Stam Yena, their wine. Stam. No, nothing happened to it. it. It was all perfect. In fact, everything in this Mishnah is going to be products that are kosher, except their Asr and their Asr Bahana. So this is something we're going to need to discuss and digest, like, why? It's very, very chamer. It's going to be the subject of the Gemara right after the Mishnah and this Taptaisis. The Stam Yenam of a guy is Aser Bi'isure Hano. So Hayayin, that's number one on the list. V'hachemet shal evekechavim shahayim etchilas hayayin. And vinegar of an evekechavim that was wine by him. Which means if you have Avada, we're not talking about Heinz vinegar, which is made from wheat. We're talking about red wine vinegar. You know, vinegar like traditionally was made from wine. So if you, a yid, makes vinegar and then gives it to a guy, there's nothing wrong with it. Which means you don't have to worry about red wine vinegar in your kitchen, if if the cleaning lady touches it, even though it was red wine once upon a time or sherry cooking vinegar, you don't have to worry about that. Why? Because it was wine. It was made into vinegar biyad, biyad a Yisrael, 
and and therefore it there's no problem with it. Now, so like this, it's mashma from here that if a guy touches vinegar, it's a hundred percent fine, and that is what the first daya in Taisvis dibar maschel e towards the bottom of the page. It's the last taste on the page. So, if a guy touches red wine vinegar, it's 100% mutter. Rabbeinu Tam hikbit alav. Rabbeinu Tam said no. A guy is not allowed to touch vinegar. Why? We are not exact as to when it crosses the line from wine to vinegar. So, so yes, our Mishnah does say that vinegar that was made biyad akum, that's taka asr. Vinegar that was made biyad Yisrael, touched by yid, it sounds like it's mutter, but Tom said, slow down. You don't know when it crossed the line from being really bad wine to fine vinegar. So therefore, Rabbeinu Tom said it's asr. That being said, the Rishonim do give it a time. The Rajba says the time is one year. After a year, it's for sure, it's for sure vinegar. Even Rabbeinu Tam would be okay with a guy touching it. The Ritva has a much easier definition. If it's in a wine bottle, then it's Asr. If it's in a vinegar bottle, if it's in a clay chaymitz, then already we're treating it like vinegar, and then even if a guy touches it, it's mutter. So bottom line is, you see from here that vada vinegar that was vinegarized beyond Yisrael, is going to be mutter if a guy touches it. Now, if it's not for sure vinegar, a bit of time is already not happy. That is item number one in the Mishnah. Hadrian's pottery. Very good, Hadrian and Vosimitzayim pottery. So Hadrian, Hadrian sent Roman soldiers all the way to England, as we know, which is myrithic feet back in the day. So now, an army travels on their stomach, and you want to keep your troops happy, especially if they're that far from home. And trust me, England England nowadays is not geschmack. England those is garnish geschmack. How do you keep them happy? you got to give them wine. Now, how are you going to give wine to guys? When you travel from Rome to England, especially the first guy that built the road, we're talking about being away from home for years. How do you send guys with wine for years? You know how heavy it is? So Hadrian was brilliant. He was the CEO emperor. That's what they call him. Hadrian had this Meir de Gechat. You take wine and you put it in barrels, in pottery, and it gets eingesapt riesig. And you let it seep into the, into the pottery. Pottery is extremely porous. Then... You take the pottery, you smash it, and you give each soldier some chips. And, and he has portable chips that are, are mamish seeped with wine. And you drop that in a little bit of water, and you have like delicious wine-flavored Kool-Aid. And, and that was Hadrian's plan, how to keep the Elam happy, and it worked. So that is called Cheres Hadaryani, Hadrian Cheres, which is wine. So it's the same thing as Yainesach. Next, Iris Levuvin. What's Iris Levuvin? So they have this terrible, um, um, uh, what's it called, barbaric practice 
when they want it to be makra of a carbon tavedizara, this is the purest, most macho way of being makra of a carbon tavedizara. You rip out the heart of a live animal, and that is the way you kill the animal by ripping out its heart alive. And that's a spitz takrevis. Now, how do you get to the heart when it's alive to rip out a beating heart? So what you do is you take a hole in the bottom of the animal, you cut a hole in equal to the heart. Then once you remove the skin, you're able to put your hand in, rip out the heart and do the, and do the sacrifice. That oil that they cut out at the bottom of the animal, can I get the heart, where they ripped out the heart, that's called iris levuvin, the, the, the hide by the heart. So that is a part of Takrevis of Edizara. And, uh, and therefore, it asers the entire animal. Now this is a very, very, very unique din. Because, as we see from here, the only part of the animal that they did bring to Avedizar, again, this board is already on third and fourth parak stuff. We're not talking about Avedizar practices till the third and fourth parak, but we're talking about Isra Anah. So the Iris Levuvim comes out Isra So we have to talk about Avedizar practice for two seconds here. So the, the actual sacrifice they did was by ripping out the heart. But the entire animal, including the Oyer, becomes Asr Bahana because there is a din that uniquely is more chamer by Avedizar than we have by Kajim. For instance, Lahavadal Elav Alfei Havdalis, if a person brings on the Mizbech certain parts of an animal, the rest of the animal is 100% mutter. It's the opposite by Avedizar. Even though the only part of the cow, that, or the animal, that was used for the sacrifice was the heart, the whole animal becomes also the Rishonim or Mazbir. This is what Pshat Nater, that Avedizara is more, is more chamer. Avedizara is more um, uh, pervasive than even our carbonus. Fine. Next, that's Iris Levuvin. Ubshim Gamliel well, there's a way to tell. Not every animal that had skin ripped off is actually a Iris Levuvin sacrifice. Bisman Shahakara Shalai Ogul, when the piece, the swash of leather, of hide that was actually removed is perfectly round, then it's Asr. Mashach, if it's if it's ripped, and therefore it's a long, a long rip, if it's mashuch, then it's motor, because they wouldn't do such a messy job for the Avedizar. A second ago we said, a second ago we said that there's a chumrah of Avedizar more than Karbanis. Here's the opposite. By Karbanis, and you'll understand the chilek in a second, by Karbanis and, and holy things, there's a thing called hegdish that a person is magdish for future use. There is no din hegdish by Avedizara, and therefore even if a person designates, it may be muktza, we have to talk about the din of muktza, any meat that goes into Avedizkechavim is still mutter, because there's no concept of hegdish to If you're makziyah, if you actually set it aside, you're makziyah. There's nothing I can do about that. But the fact that you walked into an it's still mutter. And anything that comes out is, is aser. Okay. 
because at that point it has a din of a carbon that was brought to Avedizar, Divir Ebekiva. Ha'olchin l'srapais, if a person is going on a trip to worship Avedizar, ha'olchin l'srapais, asr lasis v'lasis imayen, you're ushered to do business with them. This is a throwback to the first parak that a person is on his way to do business with Avedizar. You're not allowed to do business with them. A, because they're going to be ozil umayda, you know, flashback of that base. They're going to go thank their Avedizar, and you are going to be over on the love of la yishama alpicha. You should not cause to be heard the name of Avedizar. And also, he's going to use the money he makes for Avedizar. So you're going to be over on Lifnevra Lesite Michshal. This we discussed in the first parak. So we had in this Mishnah a, a, uh, a precursor to the <coughs> third parak and a flashback to the first parak. Noidais now, this, we're not going to deal with it now, but this is, of course, the sugya of Sherry Casks. Noidais ha'evde kechavim, the Bottles. A noid is actually a bag. When I was a Bachar so they still had um, milk bags in Eretz Yisrael. So back in the day, back in the day, uh, back in the day, huh? Yeah, back in the day, oh, you're old. Back, back in the day, they used to keep wine in bags. So the satchel of wine from of a desire, Vikan Kanehen. And their bottles. The yayin shall Yisrael konus bahen asurin. Wine stored in a goyish cask, in a goyish barrel, in a goyish bag, in a goyish bottle becomes asur. It's an isur hana. Divre Reb Meir v'chachamim oimrim ein isuran isur hana. It's not an Isser Hano. So just two quick points. Duran explains this mission like we just read it, like the word sound, that worst case scenario, the wine is awesome. The other Rishayim, the Tesis, learns that, no, 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 forget your wine. That's for sure awesome. The barrels are awesome. That the barrels that Goyish wine is stored in becomes the barrels are Yisraelna. So we have Pashra Machlikis Rishenim, how to understand this Mishnah. Goyish barrels, Asurana. Ron says, yeah, yeah, it means the wine stored inside it, Remeyer holds it's Asurbahana. The barrels aren't Asurbahana, it, it, it's a Tom issue. Taisa says the barrels are Asurbahana. So that, that's thing one. Vechachamim Aymrim, Vechachamim Aymrim. It's not Asr Bahana. Why? So the Ran says, Ran says a big side. The Ran says, anything that is not tangible, that is not visible, that is not touchable, cannot be Asr Bahana. Ran says a big side. That, you know, we're very familiar, we're very familiar with the concept of Blias. We're busy all day with Blias. Because if we wouldn't be busy with Blias, Kashrus would be very simple. Is there any, is there any visible trafe? No, nope, no visible trafe, it's fine. All day, we're busy with Blias. If someone puts by accident uh, milk in a flation kapat or flation in a milking kapat, or you use the wrong fork or the wrong knife, all the shyness that we ever have is always all about Blias. Duran says... That blias are not subject to Yisurei Hana. Period. Big rule. 
Blias are not subject to Isuri Hana. Therefore, say the Chachamim over here, there is no visible wine. It's a dry cask. You take a barrel, it's dry. You put your hand on it, nothing comes out. Just grab my turtle, come purple. But there's nothing you could see. Then you put in wine and maybe it gets a little influence from the walls. It gets a little, little taste from the walls of the barrel. That's blias. There's no Israel by blias. So, so this, one said, this, two seconds, two seconds. This chacham, this now again, we didn't say it's mutter to drink. It's not mutter b'shesia. It's mutter b'hana. There's no iser hana by blias. That's the sheet of chachamim that the ran buys from here. What, Ben? So what about the pottery of uh, Adrian? Adrian. Uh, uh, Adrian. So there, I guess, the whole chavta became a chavta of wine. But the, according to the ran, there's no... It's not out to the blias. Or maybe it was angus up that well. But good point. First of all, good point. That's first of all. Saying, well, if, 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 maybe you're right. Maybe it's only according to Shitz Romer. If it's not, maybe the, the thing became so saturated, it became a heft of wine, and it's not just Blias. Good, good point. Good point. Okay. Now, one more thing. Grape parts, peels, pits, pulp. Not the wine, the parts of the grapes. Once again, Rameir says, If it's moist still, then they're also because there's real wine there. Yuvation, once they dry out, it's mutarim, they become mutar. Why do you need to bother saying yayin yeah, then? Just say this. And you have like a kalachimah. Yeah, I hear. I hear. I hear. Let's do awesome. I hear. I hear. Um, ha so what is Murius? Murius is fish brine with which they traditionally mixed with wine. So this thing that they have nowadays, matches with wine, it's not a new invention, old invention. They used to mix wine with fish. So when you get a bottle of fish brine called Murius, you can't drink that. You have to assume it has wine mixed in. Vigvinas Besu Nike. Now we start cheese. Vigvinas Besu Nike. The cheese from Unike, where they mixed wine in the cheese. That's a Isurim Isran Isran. It's an Isran because of the wine. Diver Mayor. The Chachamim Aimrim. Ain't Isra and Israhana. It's not an Israhana. Fine. That was all of the dinim of wine, which we're gonna unpack as we go through the Gemara. The Gemara now, the Mishnah now transitions to cheese. Because we brought up cheese as it related to wine. We brought up cheese as it related to wine. But but now we're gonna bring up real cheese. And it's going to be very mysterious. We're not going to get to the bottom of it. Omer Abihuta. Abihuta told over the following story. Shal Rabbi Shmal, Rabbi Shua, Kshay Mahalchem Ederech. The Rebbe Rabbi Shua was walking with the Talmud Rabbi Shmal. And Rabbi Shmal asked his Rebbe, Rabbi Shua, Amr Lai, Mipnei Ma Asru Givinas Evdekei Chav. Why is Goyesh a cheese usser? Now, 
as we will see, Goyesha cheese is usher, period. Even if, even if it's 100% kosher. Which means, you know, let's leave Chalav Yisrael out of this for one second. It's important, it's going to play a factor, but let's leave Chalav Yisrael out of this for one second. Craft singles. There's no traif ingredients in there. Again, let's just leave Chalav Yisrael out of this for a second. There is no, look on, the, look on the package, it says, you know, pasteurized milk, enzymes, salt. That's the whole ingredients. And for that matter, all the geschmack of fancy cheeses that they sell, there's no trafe ingredients in them. There's no fleshing ingredients in them. There's no yaynesach in them. doesn't matter. Gvinas akam is us. Gvinas akam is us, period. We're going to talk about it right now. The question is, why did they make this gzera originally? Meaning, Avada, at one point in time, there was something they were worried about. That is what Rabbi Shmuel asked Rabbi Shua the Rebbe. Why did they asser Gaish cheese? So his first attempted answer, Rabbi Shua answered him, there's two words in the sentence we have to define. Mamidim and keva. Maimid, in English, you call it to set. So what all cheese is, is you take milk and you put in some type of agent that causes the milk to react. That's general enough that includes all cheeses now depending on what kind of milk you use goat's milk this kind of milk that kind of milk and depending on what kind of agent you use sometimes called rennet depending on what kind of agent you use will depend on what kind of cheese you get so if you put in if you put in this kind of rennet into goat's milk you get uh chevrier whatever they call it you get feta if you put in this kind of agent in this kind of milk, you get double Gloucester. If you put in this kind of agent in that kind of milk, you get Munster. Depends on what kind of agent. No, mozzarella is different. It's, you do the same thing, then you cook it. Different story. But every cheese is a, is a combination of some type of milk with some type of zach that puts the milk in a bad mood. So it's like some type of agent. You put in the milk, the milk curds. And then you, what you're left with is cheese. Now that process is called maimed. Keva literally means a stomach. But we're not talking about a stomach. We're talking about the contents of a stomach. So if you think about it, if you kill any lamb when it's a baby, so what you, when you cut it open, and you open up the stomach, so this baby lamb, or baby cow, has just milked from its mother, so it has milk. The milk that went into its stomach, you know your stomach is full of acid, so you will find, in the stomach of any baby, sheep, or cow, you will find curd. You will find um, um, rotting milk. That's the stomach's job to rot the milk. That stuff is super cheese. And if you mix that with other milk, it will cause the rest of the milk 
to curd. So maimit is the process of causing this reaction to happen. Keva is the stuff you will find in the stomach that is a start of this process and can be used to start this process elsewhere. So says the Gemara, the reason why we assert all givinas akum is because they, they set it, they caused the process, they're maimed it, bekeva, with the product of the keva, shel nevela, of nevela. Because what kind of animal do you think the Goyim have? They have nevelas. Now, now, sounds very, very, very reasonable to make that iser. It's actually not. Because there's a rule. If you are so interested, you're allowed to eat the waste, it's called perish, of any animal you want. So you're allowed to eat the perish of a pig, right? Even though there's a rule, that you're not allowed to eat anything that comes from a pig, you're not allowed to eat pig milk, pig meat, pig anything, but pig refuse, you're allowed to eat because it's perish ba'alma. If you shoot an animal in the head, the whole thing's in available. You're not allowed to eat the steak. You're not allowed to eat nothing. But if you find perish in, you know, about to come out of the animal, but it was in the nevela, you're allowed to eat it. Perish ba'alma is mutter. If you really think about it, what's in the stomach is the first stage of perish. It's, it's you know, perish in two hours. I don't know how long it takes for an animal to digest. What you find in the stomach is perish two hours from now. So it should be mutter. So when Rabbi Shua answered Rabbi Shmuel, when Rabbi Shua answered Rabbi Shmuel, it's usher because they're maimed in the Kavis Nevela. That's shver. What are you talking about? It's perish. So, so Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel decided to go after him in an interesting way. Rather than attack it straight, attack it from a proof. What are you talking about? This product of a carbon oila. Now, we cannot imagine anything more off limits than an oila. An oila is kulay kalil. An oila is asr bahana. You cannot fathom anything more asr than a carbon oila. Yet, first of all, it says it is much more chamur than this nevela that you're talking about. And yet, v'amru, if you have a kain who's a tough guy, who's a tough stomach, doesn't get nauseous from gross things, if he wants, he could slurp that stuff up straight. He could drink it straight. Chaya means he doesn't even have to cook it. If you cook it, it'll probably like taste better. The Mepharshim speak out. You know why you can't cook it? Because it's an island, it can't leave the Azara, and there's no milk and kekelem in the Azara, so they had nothing to cook it in. So, says the, says the Mishnah, if a kayin wants, he could drink that straight. Why? It's also, you're not allowed to eat anything from a carbon oila. The teretz is, it's perish ba'alma. This is excrement. This is refuse. This is garnish. This is perish. And therefore, azavi by oila, if a kayin wants it, it's still Kachim, a kayan has to do it. Azevi, if I, I can't leave the Azara, if a kayan wants, he can eat the parish straight from the stomach of an oila, sarfei chaya. 
by the way, the Chum didn't say you should drink it. They said, listen, it's not also their rice, they'll bring him a Ewa, but, but you're, you shouldn't do it. But bottom line is, technically, he's correct. There's nothing wrong with it. So, so therefore, says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, Rabbi Yishmael reacted to Rabbi Shua. No, that's not the reason. You're telling me the reason why we asserted Gvinas Akum is because they used the curd that is in the stomach of an Avela. Who cares? There's nothing wrong with it. It's perish at worst. As we find by carbon oil, you're allowed to drink it. There's nothing wrong with it. So, so do here. So Rabbi Shmuel rejected Rabbi Shua's first reason. I'm like, okay, let me try again. No, it's because they, they use the same stuff, the starter cheese, the curded cheese in the animal of an Avedizara. Ooh, and perish of an Avedizara is Aser. Why is perish of an Avedizara Aser? Very interesting reason. Because it's nicer to bring a fat carbon to Avedizara. So the fatter and more bloated it is, it's all better for the Avedizara. So whereas perish in an animal that me and you want to eat, I want out, so it's not us, sir. Perish in Avedizara, where I want to give the impression of great fat and bloat, I want the perish in there and I want it to be us, sir. So perish of Avedizara is us, sir. And that's why you're not able to eat any Goyesha cheese because they used it from the, the goop, from the starter, from the rennet, from the congealed milk inside the stomach of an Avedizara. So you, you, just said, you just said it's Avedizara? It's a very easy litmus test of something's of a desire. Is it Asurbana? And we all know Gvinas Akam is not Asurbana. Gvinas Akam is not Asurbana. So says the Gemara, Imkain, Imkain, Lomale Asurbana. Why isn't that Asurbana? Strike two. We'll continue the conversation tomorrow.